Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I think you need a little more scripture. So here goes. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. You all know that we are living in what are called challenging times. Part of the challenge for me is how to avoid falling into depression. I can easily slide into my personal battles with disease and aging and get stuck there. But more importantly, I can slide into depression about where we seem to be as a country, as a global society, and as a planet. I think about my grandchildren. When they grow up, will this still be a democracy where legitimate elections are recognized? Will solid science still be a guide for decisions? Will this nation ever repent of its two original sins, slavery and the ethnic cleansing of indigenous peoples. How long can we survive with such a gap between haves and have-nots? Will my grandchildren's home in California burn down in a wildfire? Will they have water to drink? Will the ocean have risen to their doorstep? And on and on I could go. But before I lead you all into depression, I want to tell you something I have been doing, one thing anyway, to avoid that slip and slide down into the, the abyss. That one thing I'm trying to do is to learn how to talk to saints. Yes, I said talk to saints. I've started, and it happened this way. A friend gave us an icon of St. Cuthbert. Cuthbert has long been a favorite saint of mine. One reason is that 
he was interested in birds. He lived on an island, a tiny island, on the northwest coast or northeast coast of England for many years, lived there alone. His friends were the birds. But he also lived in challenging times. He had been brought up in the ancient British church, which went back to the times of the Roman occupation of Britain. That was his training, that was his home church. But in Cuthbert's time, missionaries from the Pope were bringing changes, bringing changes that seemed foreign to Cuthbert and threatened the old ways of his training. Even the new way to calculate the date of Easter was different. The central feast of the year seemed to him to be celebrated at the wrong time. But Cuthbert had to decide whether or not to go with the new or to resist. He had to decide also whether if England was going to be part of Europe or an isolated little island at the edge of the known world. What happened? He went with the new. He went with Europe, and most importantly, he kept trying to reconcile the two factions with charity. It's actually a very current issue. Brexit is an attempt to undo what Cuthbert and his fellows tried to do in the 600s. Now the icon that I received shows Cuthbert with a really friendly face. He has apple cheeks and he has eyes of compassion. He looks like somebody you could talk to. So one morning I found myself doing just that. I went into my study, turned on the light so I could read morning prayer. And out of my mouth, without even thinking about it, came the words, do you want to pray with me, Cuthbert? And then I, th there was silence for a moment within me. And then I said, oh, I forgot. You're a saint. You are praying and praising eternally. You are in the eternity of now. So, may I pray with you, Cuthbert. Now, don't ask me if I was really talking to Cuthbert or if he was hearing me. 
Those seem to me to be wrong questions. It was kind of fun and playful. And it taught me something. It taught me that beyond our challenging times, there is God's eternal now. We see and pray the little now of our place and time. But overarching our worries and despairs and our joys is the big picture of God's coming to live among us as a human being. The big picture of God's final victory over evil and the big picture of God's gathering us, raising us, and restoring us to be saints in the eternity of now. Many of you know my other favorite saint is Julian of Norwich. This is what she has to say. Notwithstanding all our feelings, woe or well. God wills that we understand and believe that we exist more truly in heaven than on earth. We exist more truly in heaven than on earth. Standing here, between these two chapels with windows dedicated to St. Michael and the Blessed Virgin, I am very conscious that the big picture is our defense against depression. I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm talking about the everyday, ordinary kind that many of us feel now. Our defense is that we are surrounded by the big picture, the reality of eternity, the reality of God's victory and God's restoration is played out in our little picture, one frame after another. And that's what these windows say. The lower ones over there tell us Mary's earthly story. The lower ones tell us her earthly story, her challenges. But the upper one tells us of Mary in eternity. The quintessential human being who can mother us, us all into eternity with her. And over here, the lower windows show time and place events. There we see a human gathering. We can see science. We can see childbirth and mothering. But we also see the horror of lynching 
And in the upper windows, what we see is the big picture of God's final triumph over evil itself. We live in a depressing world where events like being a political refugee, like Mary, or being a mother grieving her own child, we live in that kind of world. But tonight tells us that above and beyond that realm of time and space is eternity, the eternal now, where victory over evil has already been declared and where humanity, as represented by Mary, resides in the eternal now. We live in the little picture, but we are part of the big picture. Now, I don't expect you all to go out and start talking to icons. That's only for old folks like me who can get away with being childish. But I hope that you do see and feel that what we are doing tonight is incredible. We are being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And we're talking to saints. We're going to be talking to a lot of them. I think it's 180. St. Jonathan Daniels, pray for us. St. Thomas, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. Pauli Murray, pray for us. All you apostles and martyrs and educators and theologians and all kinds of people, pray for us. We are surrounded by saints. The company of heaven is both the living and dead. Look around you, look at the sanctuary party, look at the windows. We are surrounded by saints. We are surrounded by saints because we are part of the big picture, the big picture of God's triumph in and through and with human beings. Notwithstanding all our feeling, woe or well, God wills that we understand and believe that we exist more truly in heaven than on earth. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Amen.